Welcome to the Get Invested podcast with Bushy Martin. I'm Andrew Montesi, the producer of the show, kicking off another special episode where you'll get an incredible insight into how Bushy and his wife, Sonia, partner together in life and business. Bushy has talked often about the power of two and his synergy with Sonia, where one plus one equals 11, not just two. This podcast is a special treat where not only will you hear from Bushy, but Sonia too also gets on the microphone to talk about what it means to live by design, relationship dynamics, common values, and their unified, evolving vision that has enabled them to realize their dreams and live their legacy. This chat was first recorded on the popular Date Forever podcast, and we're bringing it to you now on Get Invested. Enjoy. Welcome to the Get Invested podcast where we share great conversations with experts from all walks of life to uncover their secret know-how and where they invest their time, their skills, and their money and the benefits that this has created. You see, the truth is that everyone invests. Every minute of every day, we're investing our time, our skills, our energy, and our money in something. Some of us are investing consciously, some unconsciously, sometimes for good, sometimes for bad, and sometimes for no impact. Get Invested will help you to start living by design, not by default. I'm going to help you to make it happen, not let it happen. You'll hear the top tips on how you can live with conscious intent so that you can live more, work less, and leave a living legacy by investing now. Listen to the show to discover the top tips on how to get started, make the most of your investment journey, and ultimately to be living your dream, not someone else's. More episodes can be found on iTunes or at bushymartin.com.au forward slash get invested. Thanks for listening. And now let's get invested. In this week's episode, we're chatting about creating a grand vision for your life, living a life by design in line with your values, and the Money Madison Worker and Wealth Builder Strategy to Lifestyle Success. But before we jump into that, Sammy, what's been fueling you up this week? My homing household fuel tank got some fuel over the weekend. Oh, it certainly did, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, with a big extravaganza to Ikea. Yeah. We moved into our apartment um, like five, six months ago. Yeah, five months, I think, yeah. Yeah, and we hadn't moved in like five, six years, maybe six, seven years. So we had a lot of furniture that wasn't quite fitting quite right in the new place and we've been living with it like oh that'll do and <laughs> close enough we've done a few rearranges already and like bought a few little bits and pieces but there was still a lot that wasn't quite right was there yeah so last week i was like no nah, i've had enough of this this is not serving me there's little things that are driving me crazy and i'm gonna make change yeah so i made change <laughs> It was really good. I felt like I hadn't really carved out enough time to really nest here and make it our own. So mm. I took I took most of Saturday to do that, which was really, really lovely. And uh, we got a new prime minister. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, you know, this show isn't about politics. This show isn't about any of that sort of stuff. But I'm excited for change. Yeah. What about you, Nath? What fueled you up? So mine was a little win that I had on Friday in that I went out for my first solo surf. I mean, you were there, Sammy, but in over in a group of people, but I was I was out there surfing by myself. 
You did. You've overtaken me in my own hobby. It's, uh, like, oh, it's not a competition. No, no, it's not a competition. But, but it was the first time that I took out my new surfboard as well, which is a bit exciting. Um, and, yeah, went out and had a bit of a solo surf. I can't say that I did all that great. Conditions are pretty shit. But, yeah, it was just really nice to be out there. And it was the first time I'd gone for a surf before a work day as well. So I think it might become a bit more of a habit. I'm so jealous. Like, it, <laughs> like... No, I'm stoked that you've picked it up this quickly and this easily and that you're having this much fun because I have a surf buddy now, so I think this is really cool. And it was really cool to see you out there doing your thing. Um, You were definitely catching more (laughs) waves. Semi-drowning. You you were definitely catching more waves than me and I was out there with an instructor. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So later in this episode, you will hear Nath and I talk about our annual game plan. And I just want to give it a quick plug. So we have a mini course called the annual game plan agenda, and it is everything that you need to run a planning day with you and your person to set some intentions for the next 365 days. There's some videos, there's some templates, there's some conversation guides, there's the actual agenda for that day, what you should be talking about, um, and the questions to ask each other Mm. so that you can review the year that was and make some plans and intentions not just for the year ahead but how that fits into your big vision and life too so you can get the annual game plan agenda for 27 dollars, and you'll find it at fuelcollective.com.au forward slash agp it's been a real game changer for us so we've gone from reactively just fumbling our way through each year to really proactively kind of planning out each year setting some real clear intentions and kicking some massive goals because of that and it's not something you just need to do at the beginning of the year you can do it any time of year So I highly recommend everybody jumping in and grabbing this agenda. But now, here's this week's guest. Today we've got Bushy and Sonia joining us. Bushy is recognised as one of Australia's most trusted voices in lifestyle, investment and property. He is a man on a mission to create happy homes by working together with hardworking Aussies to create happy homes and then great lifestyles by investing in homes. His business, Know How, is a vehicle for helping those less fortunate also create happy homes. By saving dollars, we save lives. He believes happy homes lead to happy lives and then create happy communities. Bushy is an author of award-winning book, The Freedom Formula, Get Invested, and a host of Realty Talk, Australia's longest-running and most popular property show, and Get Invested podcast. Sonia is the go-to girl that makes things happen for everyone, where it's all about achieving your ideal lifestyle by helping others. So you start by living by design, not by default. She's a business builder, integrator, and systems automation queen that leverages her expertise as a property management expert and active property investor. Together with her partner in all things, Bushy, their lifestyle business has helped thousands of Australians' families get to get invested. And Sonia is super passionate about taking it to another level for women all around Australia. Welcome to the show, you two. Awesome. It's been, we've been looking forward to uh, joining you two for ages. So oh, it's great to have you here. I, I think like little disclaimer before we get into this interview, when Date Forever, the show was just a concept, these two helped us shape it and gave us lots of insights and wisdom about running a podcast and whether or not it's something that we might like to do. So really, thank you so much for supporting us in our early seed stage when this was just a little blip. Uh, we love it. Yeah, and we love where awesome. you've taken it too. The, uh, from where we were talking to where you've taken it, it's awesome, guys. You've done a fantastic job. Oh, it's, just, it's just taken us two years to wrangle you here. So thank <laughs> you. Thank you for being here. 
But what that intro didn't really say, it did say that you're a partner in all things, but you are also business partners, life partners, adventure partners. You two are just a dream team. And I'm so excited to have this conversation with you. But maybe let's go right back to the beginning. Where did it all start? How did you meet? Yeah, really interesting, actually. Uh, It was way back in the days when I was an architect, uh, Sammy, and I actually went away on a holiday and the guy that I left in charge of the office, we we needed someone else on the team. And when we came back, Sonia was part of the team. So we we worked with each other for a period and then we went in separate directions. Um, uh, Sonia went to Darwin, I went to Perth and we reconnected in Adelaide sometime later. And when we reconnected, we were both single again. We'd come out of our our relationships. And there was a sort of a a chemistry there right from day one. Um, It's harder to put into words or to describe, but there was just a a mutual respect and a a connection that that really blossomed then when we got together in in Adelaide uh, some years later. Give us some timeline. When was this? Uh, This was back in the sort of mid-90s-ish. When I was a a little kid. (laughs) Were you born? Were you even born? Well, yeah. Yes, we were both born. Okay, we okay. both snuck in the 80s, just. Yeah. <laughs> so we've like, been together for 25, 20, yeah. Yeah, something More. like that years. Yeah. 20, 24 years married. Uh, yeah, we'll 24, be, years, 24 married years married year. this year. Mm. Uh, September 11th, actually. It's the uh, <laughs> it's a, a pretty um, big date now after Twin Towers, but uh, we were pre that. Yeah. But, and we would sort of uh, knew, had known each other four years prior to that. It was yeah. your date first. so you alluded there that you'd both been jumping states and cities and then reconnected in Adelaide we know that the two of you do live a very intentional life by design and that you do live across multiple states and cities still can you tell us a little bit about that yeah well we're both gypsies at heart I think uh, (laughs) guys Uh, that's the reality Uh, and Sonia's a real gypsy because she's half Hungarian so uh, (laughs) there's some real gypsy blood in that regard and and I was very similar I was born and bred in a tiny two-horse town in western Victoria but my father was a stock and station agent so we ended up every one to two years we were living in a different country town and it sort of I think it gets in our blood Mm. Sure. Uh, you sort of that curiosity and the learnings that you get from going to new places. It's just part of who we are and, and what we enjoy. So when we got together, it seemed like the, the obvious and logical thing to continue doing that. We we based ourselves in Adelaide for an extensive period of time, probably the longest we've been anywhere, anywhere. individually yeah. or together. And that was more around family. So my family, my father and mother were still alive at the time. They now passed away. And once they passed away, it became evident that we weren't spending enough time with Sonia's family either. So we made the conscious decision to, I guess, go backwards and forwards between Adelaide and and the Mornington Peninsula, which is where we're talking to you from now. And uh, COVID sort of uh, made that Morning Peninsula exercise a little bit more Pen- permanent than mm. probably <laughs> but we've just we've just spent another month back in Adelaide um, and doing some renovations to some of our properties and uh, now back on here and, and we're pretty excited about the next leg of our journey which will be uh, a um, road trip from Tasmania up the east coast looking for our forever home where we're just going to base ourselves in a location for a month uh, suss it all out, get a really good feel for it, then move on to the next and and continue and and combine our love of travel with finding a home, but also working on the road. So um, we're pretty excited about all of that. Yeah, amazing. So you've managed to have two home bases 
tell us a little bit about how you did that. Cause Nathan and I were like in our early thirties and we're like, how do we get one house? And <laughs> let, let alone like, what are the logistics of having two and how did you do that? Yeah, that's a really good thing. So an important part of our early journey was rent vesting and very deliberately rent vesting. We fell into it almost by accident uh, in terms of, and, and let me explain what rent vesting is yeah. for those listeners that may be not aware of the concept, but it's, it's about renting where you live to have access to lifestyle and investing in properties that are growing in value and giving you an income. So the early days when Sonia and I got together, we'd, we're second time rounders. So we'd both been in relationships before. It was pretty much a ground zero moment yeah. for us when we got together. We, we literally had nothing. nothing. <laughs> we didn't have two cents to rub together when we, mm. when we got together. And I guess one of the important things we did early because both of us had learned some pretty interesting mistakes from our first relationships and were both absolutely determined not to make the same mistakes again. And given that I was an architect for nearly 20 years where you spend your whole life designing something, uh, you get very clear on what the end game needs to look like and then you break it down to what am I doing today that's going to get me from Mm. here to there, that became a pretty natural thinking process for us. So when we got together, we spent a lot of time uh, developing our mutual vision, uh, making sure our values were aligned, uh, and then the how to get there, it became fairly evident that being able to rent vest and have our income and our wealth growing from properties that we didn't actually live in mm. but had invested in, and it was very tax-effective to do that. So the properties looked after mm. themselves and had no negative impact on our lifestyles, our salary or savings, and we had the freedom then to rent in locations that we wanted to be in, and we've continued the same exercise. So we've got a, a property in South Australia, which is still still a base. We've rent vested here in Mornington. So we lease this property. So, yeah, yep. currently leasing the prop- property that we're in, and that's, a very again, a very deliberate thing because we don't necessarily want to be here long term, mm. but we've created an asset base that fuels that exercise from an income perspective and therefore allows us pretty much to live anywhere. Mm. So it sort of accommodates that passion that we both have for travel. So it's it, it's worked well, it will continue to work well, and, and we'll continue to do that until such time as we find the forever location and build the house on the hill looking looking down the valley to the water below. Yeah. I, I bet that must be pretty exciting for you as an architect as well <laughs> to be able to... I love it. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm, I'm really excited about it, Nath. It's uh, the uh, creative by by nature and uh, the opportunity to bring it all together. And we've been having lots of conversations around it and talking about what we do and don't want. And and it's an exciting process for us. So to give your book a little plug here. So your book is the freedom formula, live more, work less and leave a legacy with property. So just a little disclaimer there that like these two, this is what they do for a living. They help people to do this. So if this is sounding like, oh, this is interesting, please reach out and get hold of the book and have a chat. But I would love to know, before we kind of dig a little bit more into where you're at now and where you're going, you both mentioned that you'd come from a, a core relationship when you first got together. I would love to know how you feel that's impacted your your relationship from now because obviously you said you wanted to learn from some of those mistakes and move forward. What were some of the mistakes and what can couples learn from what the two of you have been through? Yeah, I'll, I'll kick this off because we'll probably have different different views on this. <laughs> uh, in my first marriage, never really put any time into thinking about it, to be perfectly honest, and, and it was the old story. I 
had an ex an unexplained expectation that life would be just like it was for mum and dad. So mum mm. and dad's model was the male works, the female looks after the home pretty much. And I went in with that expectation. Didn't really work out that way. We didn't really ever have hard conversations or or honest conversations about anything. We just went in with this assumption land. And as we all know, assumptions get you in a lot of trouble. And it became fairly self-evident after a, a few years that there were big issues and I hid in work. I'm a workaholic anyway mm. by nature. <laughs> I just, I just absorb it. I just love getting into it. And that became a bit of an escape exercise for me, which is not not the right way to do things, clearly. Uh, so when the relationship came to grief, it was like, okay, I'm absolutely not going to go there again. And, and I'd spent more time in counselling after our relationship went west than I did before, actually, mm. because I was determined to work out, well, what is it in me that's created these issues and what things do I need, need to do differently a second time around. And I guess one of the key things for us was having really open, robust conversations about anything and everything pretty early in the piece. Mm. And I was a pretty gun shy second time around. Uh, I, I carried a bit of baggage with me in that regard. I wasn't going to be told what to do. And I, I reacted, overreacted uh, pretty early in the piece. Thankfully, Sonia, as an empath, is very good at being able to accommodate and understand that and help me to see what I was doing. I think part of the beauty of the synergy between Sonia and I is that she's my conscience to a, a big degree and she can, you know, she has this a really special way of being able to say, to get me to see myself mm. and it's a pretty rare skill. Um, mm. Most people stay in their own corners whereas Sonia was able to get me to see that what impact my thoughts and actions were having and what I might need to do to start changing that to make it uh, better for both of us. That's something that a couple of people have shared on the show is this idea of how can you build the ability or the skill to not point at your partner's wounds and flaws and opportunities for growth, but how can you learn to hold up a mirror so that they can see it for themselves? Mm. I think that's such a valuable skill that the two of you have been able to deliver and receive. So thank you for sharing that. I think the learnings were more about, I, I was just too immature the first time around and it was easier to leave than stay. So if I worked at anything, it was going to be that if I'm going to commit myself, then I need to commit myself. And I find that that's prevalent today. Every It's just a disposable society. Everything is disposable. So I think that's coming full circle though. So for us, it was more about we do a lot of independent counselling rather than together mm-hmm. Yeah, because it, it starts with you. You can only control your behaviour and that goes a long way in, in maintaining and developing and nurturing a relationship. So, you know, and we've said to each other, well, maybe you need to go see someone about that. And it's not about us then, it's about the person's own personal growth. Yeah, Absolutely. And I think that's so, I don't know if there's a delicate way to say this, so I'm just going to come out with it. But I think often when couples are heading to therapy or counselling together, they're pointing at their partner and saying like, they've got to fix this, they've got to do this, they've got to whatever. And that removes ownership, responsibility, accountability of the individual. And if it's outside of yourself and your control and your influence, how can you possibly change anything? And you definitely can't create better and you know, fuel collective. Our, our whole ethos here is about adding fuel to your relationship so that it can be better. 
But if you've given up all ability of influence to your partner and they've given it all up as well, then you're both up shit, Craig. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, I, yeah, so I just want to acknowledge and appreciate, like, how it, it really does. It starts with you and your relationship with yourself sets the tone for every other relationship that you have. So more therapy for everyone. More yeah. Yeah. For everyone. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I, there's a there's still to some degree a perception that there must be a problem if you're having therapy. I totally disagree with that. Uh, it's a different form of holding up the mirror. And if mm. you're serious about your own personal development and wanting to continuously improve, then uh, that can only add to the relationship and strengthen the relationship as a as a result of that, and and we all know, we've often said that there there's actually three sides to every story. There's my side, your side, and the truth. Mm. And the reason I say that is that our perceptions and our expectations and our beliefs tend to colour how we see things. Mm. And in between my view and your view, there is an objective view. And if you're able to constantly uh, sharpen the sword by putting yourself in front of someone who's totally unrelated mm. and independent of the exercise, you can start to see things for what they really are. So, uh, and th- that's been really beneficial to both of us yeah. uh, d- constantly along the journey. Mm. Yeah, definitely. So, Bushy, I want to go back to something you touched on earlier. And you said that, like, in kind of the early stages of your relationship, you got really aligned on your values and, mm. and what you really want it out of life and i understand that you've got a bit of an annual process for doing that check-in as well so can you just give us a little bit of a rundown on i guess how you first got that alignment and then how you keep that alignment yeah yeah yeah. it comes from my architectural background because you're constantly designing things and without me knowing it 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 becomes an innate part of how you approach everything it's it's a way to solve problems actually so and i'm a very by nature a very visual person so i like to think in pictures because they're they're much more magnetic uh, and attractive if you've you've spent a lot of time actually visualizing what things look like so i remember we uh, one sunday afternoon we're talking about okay let's let's plan out our lives so we uh, we found this beautiful little restaurant in Clarendon where we had, had the homestead for quite some time. Mm. We, we actually ended up there completely unrelated. But we sat down and we planned out our perfect day, our perfect week, our perfect month, our perfect year. We, we wrote it down. We did it independently. And then we came together and, and then said, okay, well, let's look at how this thing can thread the needle. And quite... Uh, by accident, really, the owner of the restaurant was an ex-accountant and he was sort of interested. He was sort of... Sort of what are these two weirdos doing? Yeah. <laughs> so we're sitting over there, bottle of wine, drawing, On sketching. A and, yeah, yeah. And, and sort of threading it all out. And once we explained what we're doing, he said, oh, I can help you monetize that. I can work out what that lifestyle mm. costs. And it, that process now has become an integral part of what we do to help others. So we got really clear on exactly how we wanted to live mm. and it, vivid, I mean vivid with that. And, in fact, on the wall behind us you Is can the see original vision board? The, the vision board. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so I still carry it everywhere because it's just that subliminal uh, reinforcement of the things that are important to you and and being visual. Like if I see a, a picture of it, it just embeds in the, in the subconscious mm. much more easily. We did affirmations around it. I recorded yeah. our perfect day on my iPhone and, and replayed it every morning when I was in the shower. It was just this sort of subtle reinforcement. Mm-hmm. And I got excited about that because it was a really engaging vision of exactly how we wanted to live. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and it's amazing how magnetic that becomes if you keep doing it. And it also, not only magnetic, but it becomes a compass because it meant then that 
every decision we were making day to day was around, is this taking us closer towards that ultimate lifestyle or further away? So it becomes this guiding, like a GPS, I guess, in a sense, because you're yeah. then making sure you're on track. And then once we did that, every year we go away. We like to travel for three months of the year when we can. We obviously haven't in the last couple of years with COVID, but most recently we went to Fiji. As soon uh, as the borders Yep, we jumped on the plane to Fiji. Gone. And we, over, over sort of three or four days, we revisit the plan mm. and we do a top-down and a bottom-up. And what mm. I mean by that is we, at the top level, it's like, okay, let's revisit how exactly do we want to live. And at the bottom-up, it's like, okay, what are the specific things that we need to be doing this year that's going to take us closer towards that exercise. Mm -hmm. And it's a really fun exercise. For me, I generally write my perfect day. Uh, Sonia wrote a letter to a mum in 10 years' time and detailed what the day and her life looked like at that point. Mm -hmm. And then we bring those together and that becomes the the common vision. But I think the the underpinning exercise of both of us is the shared values piece. Mm -hmm. And we actually spent a fair bit of time actually uh, breaking down what our values are and what our common values are. And our our common values now become our values for our business. So we call them our gold values. And if you break gold down, then uh, the G is for generosity. So we're very generous with our time and, and sharing and helping others. The O is for openness. So we're we're very open and vulnerable and honest about uh, what we communicate and not scared to have the hard conversations Mm. and and very robust conversations at times to really uh, Mm. flesh out what each party thinks and then then decide on where we're going. The L is for leadership. So we believe in uh, leading from the bottom up. So leading in a way that helps others to lead their way is pretty much the way we and create a circle of safety that enables that to to happen and each individual to blossom. So th- that works really well in our relationship because we're not static as people. We evolve, we're dynamic, we're constantly changing. But if we've got a framework that actually celebrates that and allows that and is not threatened by those changes, mm. then all of a sudden there's no major hiccups that you have in a relationship as a result. And then the, the D is for diversity. So we celebrate the differences and it, whereas in, in a lot of relationships, the differences become the problem, we actually yeah. celebrate those because it's bringing new energy and a new activity into the relationship constantly. Yeah. So as we change as individuals, we also change as a couple and, and actually enjoy that evolution. I love that. That's such a great. And is this yours? Is gold yours? Did you create yes. this? Yes. yes. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Have you got it somewhere up in the house? Or yeah, well, every week, even uh, at our teammates, we have a weekly teammate with our crew, and we go through how we demonstrated our gold values this week. Um, I love and we, and yeah. we yeah. individually talk about how we do that. So it's uh, it's it's a, a yeah. really good thing, and it really inculcates that a approach to life and approach to business and everything we do as a result mm. of that. So it's it's been really good. Yeah, and that and that you've just modelled that life by design. It's like we've set the gold standard, yeah. <laughs> totally, <laughs> totally intentional. And then you're living towards it, and then you're talking about it regularly, and like infusing it into your life at a granular level. I think that's so amazing. And Bushy, like you said, like that first marriage that you kind of you had a default idea of how it was going to be, a default plan that it was going to be the same as mum and dads, and I'm sure your partner probably had a default perception of how things were going to be and you hadn't had those conversations to unearth that "Mm, maybe these two default plans are not very compatible and your map of the world is maybe not as compatible as you wanted it to be. So 
when we talk about that life by design, not by default, I think it's not about ending up living in two states. It's about creating that design that works for you. We're not saying one is right and one is wrong. It's just what's a right fit for you and what's a wrong fit for you. So I really love this and it's something that Nathan and I do. Like we've been doing our our version of our annual game plan probably for like five, six years yeah, now. So, yeah. And the first five or six years, fumbly, very <laughs> hurdly and <laughs> tripping over each other and a bit directionless. So it's so nice to hear from a couple who have been doing it and living it and embodying it longer than us. So thank you for leading the way for us. <laughs> well, um, it, it's a fun thing. Yeah, I, I think fun. that that's mm. the exercise. The, if you allow your imagination to run and really have some fun with that, it's actually an exciting process and it's actually a reinvigorating process in it and of itself. So we actually look forward to uh, yeah, every totally. year when we get together and the wall is covered in post-it notes because we uh, yeah. and, and then we assemble it in a, a format and then it all comes together and then we prioritise it and then we, we're really clear mm. on what the next year is going to look like. So uh, yeah. And then we, again, both personally and as a business, we utilise, and this is not our idea, it's something we've adapted from somewhere else, but we do a regular keep, stop, start exercise mm. where it's like okay, a... Uh, Sammy, I want you to keep doing this. I want you to uh, stop doing that, and I want you to start doing this. And we can have those conversations around that. And it's it's, it's it, we do that with our team as well, by the way. In a, mm. in a, a total three hundred and sixty exercise, and the, yeah. and it, it's surprising because you you get so lost in what you're doing yourself that you don't see yourself when you have a series of people mm. say, "Well, Bushy, we." We want you to keep doing this, but we really want you to stop doing that because that's it's 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 creating <laughs> these issues. Driving everyone a little bit crazy. Yep, and it's like, mm, okay. But when seven people are telling you that, you sort of go, okay, I <laughs> better start paying attention. Probably got a blind spot there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Time to look in the mirror. <laughs> I love that you've shared that because I think the pursuit of better you need mm. to be able to receive feedback because oh, yeah. if you can't receive that feedback and you can't give that feedback, there's an, you've got no hope of being able to pursue better because you're not looking for the next thing that you can work on to be better. But it also takes so much humility to be like, all right, I'm going to receive it. I'm going to hear it. I might not like it. I might need to process it a little bit. But it is, I think it's a, a practice skill to it, both in the workplace and in your relationship because I know like it was something that Nathan and I were not very good at in the early days of like actively giving each other constructive, meaningful feedback. I like it when you do this. I don't like it so much when you do that. That really annoyed me when you did that. And those things would build and then they would explode. And it doesn't have to be like that at all if you can have Mm. a constructive, meaningful feedback giving and receiving conversation. So the two of you, very ambitious humans, living a life by design and not default how have you navigated your two conflicting or competing or collaborating careers yeah well it's a good question because uh, hindsight's an easy thing Mm -hmm. uh, because I've reflected on this a fair bit and I I actually spoke about this a couple of years ago to a a conference exercise uh, and we talked about the power of two again this is not original but you know one plus one in our case equals 11 not not two Mm -hmm. And it's that uh, synergy that comes from that. But one of the things that we consciously decided, because there's, there's often a battle between the parties in terms of who wants the career and then who's who's stuck at home. or And it creates tensions when mm. one feels like they're compromising and the other is pursuing. 
and and one party might be going hard on the career, but they're missing time with the with the kids, and the the others stuck with the kids and feeling like they've given up their career. So we sort of consciously made a decision, and, and what I affectionately refer to it now is the is the Madison. So you, you're probably familiar with that bike race where there's two riders, uh, one's going flat chat around the the velodrome, and the others just sort of cruising it up on the top of the rise, and then they come down and they do a tag team and then propel the other rider into the race and the other has a has a breather well we sort of adopted that approach very much with our careers early on mm-hmm. and we we split it into the what i call the the worker and the wealth builder mm-hmm. so one party would earn the income to pay the bills while the other party then invested that in things that we're going to uh, build the nest egg mm-hmm. that would then fund our lifestyle long term and we became what we call passive-aggressive about that. When we first got together, uh, we had been quite career-minded. We had a, what I call our Kiyosaki moment. We went to a Robert Kiyosaki conference in Adelaide and the big passive income penny dropped. In the Rich dad, poor dad. Yeah. You got it? Yeah, absolutely. But it was a real penny drop moment and everything that we did, and that was very early in our relationship, everything we did from that point had to have a passive income mm. in, in such a way that our income was generated without relying on us to do it. So, and that led us down the the business path. So uh, to give you a bit of colour around that, when we first got together, we ended up getting into recruitment at different companies. And then we decided we needed to start a business. And we we had started investing in property at that stage because we could see that as the vehicle. And we weren't that happy with how our properties were being managed. So we decided we would do it better and, and set up a property management business. Yep. So Sonia jumped headlong into that property management business, uh, and I, I actually took a role uh, with government uh, project managing the uh, health department's portfolio for a period uh, to pay the bills to allow Sonia to build that. Once Sonia had got the property management business to that point, I then jumped in and started our finance broking business. So Sonia was effectively mm-hmm. paying the bills while I, I built out that business. And then with the ultimate goal that we would come together so we ended up selling the property management business. I was in a partnership with the finance business. We got out of that partnership and then, then we came together in what is now know-how, which kicked off back in 2015. And that then brought everything into one place. So we we lived together, we worked together, we played together. <laughs> we really do enjoy each other's company and we, we're almost Siamese twins, I guess, in the fact that it's it's almost joined at the hip to some, some degree. We're always a fall for each other and we're bouncing things off each other. We operate in separate rooms, clearly. Totally. Uh, so we've actually got some space because we're both quite <laughs> loud and vocal uh, when it comes to communicating. But that Madison has allowed us to follow that pathway, and each of us have a career, but each of us has have some time out. And but it all revolves around that really clear vision of where we wanted to end up and and how we were going to make that happen. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah, that's amazing. So I know that we were reading a book called The 100-Year Life, and what this was talking about was that when life was shorter and you were only living for 50, 60 years or something like that, that you would exit school, have your career for kind of 20 years and then live in retirement for 10, 15 years or whatever that might be. Whereas with this 100-year life now, we really do have to kind of reinvent ourselves multiple times throughout our kind of career phase and I really love that idea that you've put together of running that Madison so that while one of you is kind of reinventing that career phase and yes. and building the wealth and the other one is kind of 
the stability, I guess, that's holding the unit totally. together. Yeah, exactly. And and the I think the challenge that a lot of have where they're either both working really hard uh, is that they get caught on the rat race mm. and, yeah. and, and just don't have any time to do anything else. Whereas, you know, we're big believers in the exponential growth and the magic of compounding. And uh, the only way we could do that was to say, okay, well, one of us has to build the wealth or one of us has to pay the bills. So this worker and wealth builder exercise sort of almost happened by osmosis to some degree. But once it started to work, it was like, okay, this is doing really well. And it's, I think if we stop and prop and because uh, we with work and life we just fall into the either what happened with our family or what's expected in society without mm. stepping back and going well how do we really want to do this mm. and consciously taking time to have those discussions and have that thought process but it all does all comes back to that having a, a very clear vision of how you want to live your life mm. and that, and again we in our business now we help people do this and the number of times I've, you know, they'll come to us because we're known for property, but property is just the means to an end. It's just the vehicle that's going to help you get there. The first question we ask people is, so what's your perfect lifestyle look like? And 99% of those people go, oh, never no actually, idea. Never actually mm. thought about that before. Mm. It's like, yeah. hmm, interesting. So Nathan and I have distilled ours and we want to work four days a week, 40 right. weeks a year, earning can I say this? Yes. <laughs> yes, definitely. Yeah, 400K. Yeah. So right. we did a similar exercise where we figured out, well, what is our lifestyle cost now and what would we like it to cost? What would be the toys that we would like to acquire? What are the holidays we would like to take? If we were honest about how we would like to celebrate oh, our yeah. birthdays and our anniversaries mm. and the milestone moments in not just our lives, but like for my mum's 70th birthday, wouldn't it be cool if... Like those kind of bigger things. Like, wouldn't it be great if we could take our whole family away? And what would that look like? Amazing. What would we actually need to create Mm. to do that? And it was quite an eye-opening exercise because, I don't know, it had sounded so lofty of like, oh, we probably need millions and millions and millions of dollars to do that. And then you go, hold on a second. You don't really. If (laughs) we can do that um, and work out what we need between now and then, yeah, I, I love that. Yeah, the magic right. of fours. I'm hearing a lot of fours in the yeah. The, it's my favorite number. T- favorite number grand. two. That's awesome. It's so good that you've you you don't know how rare that is, guys. There's mm. so few people who take the time to do exactly that. And, and what you've described to me immediately connected with me. I, I could remember that. So it would become an easy part of what I'm doing day to day and guiding those decisions. That's the otherwise you're just at the whim of the next person you talk to or the next thing you see on TV. And most a lot of Aussies let life happen to them. They they use busyness, busyness as an excuse mm. for why they can't take control and become very reactive. And all of a sudden you're 55 or 60 staring down the barrel and going, where's my life gone? And holy hell, I'm not going to be able to do what I thought I was going to do. And they, mm. they either give up or they just uh, work until they drop. Yeah, a big part of that vision for us too is about being location agnostic. So we might choose to stay somewhere for a okay. period of time, but we would like to not have to be. Yeah, or we might have a home base, but home then base. have the ability to move around and live where we want to live. And then, yeah, those, um, yeah those 40 yeah, weeks that are familiar. Sounds and then, good. Yeah, and then those other 12 that we can do with what we like. But I, I also think, like, I want this to be sustainable for us. Like, I, I can't imagine that Nathan and I would be filled with joy and meaning and purpose if we weren't working either or we weren't contributing, when I say working, I mean like 
we contribute to Fuel Collective and the Date Forever podcast and this looks like work but it also is fun and meaningful and we are contributing to a conversation that is really important to us so if everyone could go and have these conversations I just wonder like what would the world be like like if we had people who were really fulfilled by the life that they designed not the life that they'd like fallen into so I totally encourage go and stalk Bushy's book come and check out our annual game plan and we can probably help you with a few of these conversations. But what I would love to know is to to kind of round out this conversation is what are the things that the two of you do now in your daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly, annual practice to keep your relationship fueled up? Maybe one from each of you. Yeah, I think the, and this is something that Sonia instigated quite some time ago, and we're not absolutely religious with it, but we do do it pretty often. That is from the, the moment we wake up, we start with thank you. So, and it's thank you for our relationship. Just a really good start. To even, you know, you, you haven't lifted your head off the pillow at this stage. And it's just, and then on a number of occasions, we'll, we'll verbalize that. So, what do you think for today, Sonia? And, and I'll, I'll do the same. And then, then we'll talk about what our, our day is going to look like and envisage it going really well. And then we round that off with uh, smile time with our dogs. So the first thing we do, we roll out of bed and we just cuddle, we mm. collectively cuddle the dogs because we've got these smiling samoys that are just, <laughs> uh, just a, what, it's just a blessing to have them in, in our lives. And um, it really magnetises the day and, and gives it the energy to kick it off with a smile on your face. That's probably the, the rewarding ritual that I think um, is really meaningful to me and, and keeps us on track. What about mm. you, son? I recently, so it evolves. I like things to change quite a bit in our relationship. I'm not one for routine. Pinning me down's hard. <laughs> but we agreed that last year we would start, we would rename Friday to Free Day. And so we go for lunch somewhere new every Friday. And we pretty much take the afternoon off if we can. And it's not about the date. It's about the dialogue, about the conversation that happens at the table. And it's often insightful and we walk away with a lot more clarity and work may come into it a bit or not, but it's just, well, Bushy definitely feels more connected after that activity and we get crystal clear and it's a good place to check in with really, are you really happy with what you're doing? Like Mm. Bushy's very head-based, I'm very heart-based. So he gets on the treadmill of the whole podcast world of everything and I try and pull him out of that space and say, all right, you had to rate out of 10, how's happiness rating? We love our Friday free days for lots of reasons. So that keeps us pretty fueled up. Yeah, yeah, I love that. That's uh, hey, shooting us shooting for our four day a week, yes. Friday, Friday. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love it, love it, love it, love it. So, thank you so much for joining us today. To say thank you, we have made a contribution via our giving partner, Buy One Give One, to build some classrooms. So, mm-hmm. the project that we've contributed to is with Classroom of Hope, and what they do is they collect plastic waste. And then they compress that and turn it into bricks. And then they use those bricks to build classrooms. So it's a multi-impact project and we love what they do. And they're building some schools in Indonesia at the moment. So thank you so much for making that possible. And thank you for being here. Thank you for having us. It's been awesome. Uh, Any excuse to talk to you guys. We we love your energy. We love what you're doing. So we feel uh, quite humbled to come and join you on the podcast, guys. Thank you. So, Bushy and Sonia, if people want to connect with you or learn a little bit more about designing their life or a little bit more about what you do, how should they do that? 
Yeah, the designing the life thing, there's, I've actually dedicated a whole chapter in the Freedom Formula to exactly that, Chapter 14. Uh, you, you can get the, way. yeah, that's the Freedom Formula there. You can get the first part of the book, which we've I've split out called Get Invested. You can get that for free. And so if you just jump on our website, www.knowhowproperty.com.au, and then scroll down the homepage, there's a, there's a link you just click the link and you can get a free download of the book or you can get a hard copy of the book. You just need to pay for the postage to do that, but that'll whet your appetite to decide mm-hmm. whether this is something that's of interest to you or not. So that's probably the best. And then if you want to have a listen to what we're doing in that space, because I talk a lot about living by design on our podcast, which is also called Get Invested, to keep them consistent, then uh, feel free to jump on and have a listen to that as well. Awesome. So to round this out, what's on the cards for you next? What's on the horizon? What are you working towards at the moment? Well, that road trip is coming up pretty quickly. So uh, end of May, we're out of here. Uh, Everything goes into storage. We've got the two cars and the two dogs. Uh, We're not sure whether we'll start up the East Coast or whether we'll start in Tasmania, but we're going to spend somewhere between sort of three and six months just indulging our passion in travel and spending time in new places. And we'll spend a sort of a, we'll get an Airbnb for a month and we'll base ourselves and have a really good look around that location to decide whether that's something that we would want to spend more time in. And then we'll sort of uh, follow the Gypsy Trail uh, right up the East Coast. We might even end up in the West as well, actually, at some point in time, I think. because we, We've done a lot of South Australia and we've done a lot of Victoria. We've done very little of New South and uh, Queensland or Tassie mm. and areas in the in WA. We want to do the same thing. So we, we're really taking that, that Gypsy experiment to the next level, guys. Mm. Sounds it. amazing. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. It's been awesome. Thanks. To get a summary of all this investment gold in the show notes, just email me on hello at khgroup.com.au. That's H-E-L-L-O at khgroup.com.au. Or check us out at www.bushymartin.com.au forward slash get invested. I look forward to joining you next week for another episode of the Get Invested podcast. So thanks for listening. And as always, dream as if you live forever and live as if you'll die.